and welcome back. If this is the Extra Point podcast, I am Ross Williams, Matt Temple Marsh, who's here as always. And it's week six, week six already of the NFL season. We're going to talk about a bunch of games from this week's slate and also reflect very briefly on week five because we had a little bit of success and listeners, uh, previous episodes will be aware of that. Matt, first of all, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm very good. Thank you. Yeah. A couple of winners for yourself last week. Yes. All thanks to the Cowboys D and the lack of the Rams offense. Matthew Stafford threw a pick, which was very good news for me. And then I also backed the overs in the sack line. So that's just the Rams offensive line not getting the work done. They are actually, in terms of fantasy football, they are the best team to have a defense against, which who would have thought that? Wow. Pretty poor. But yeah, a couple of winners for yourself as well, Ross. Yeah, managed to grab a couple. Uh, the London game, which is always nice, really kind of got the Sunday off to a off to a flyer. Um, we talked all about that Giants plus eight number being far too big. Uh, proved to be. Didn't even need any of the eight in the end. No. Uh, got, got get the, win the minus. The get the minus next time. Yeah. Um, got the win of the Packers very comfortably in the end. Um, so, yeah, Giants plus eight flew in uh, nice and early in the Sunday. And then in the 6pm in the 6 p.m. slot as well, the Patriots certainly didn't need... Well, minus three, they could have stretched it a lot further as well. A huge win over the Detroit Lions, blowing them out. Uh, fancied that all week long. Fancied against, against the Detroit defence, and uh, that came to pass. So, yeah, a couple of winners, a couple of near misses on the other two as well. Um, but, yeah, let's let's kick on. Let's kick on. Let's get some big ones this week. I know we've got plenty to discuss. Right, let's talk about TNF. Or should we actually, once again, TNF is just not delivering. Washington Commanders, Chicago Bears, what a dreadful game. Couple teams for the no-bet list? I think so. I think it's time to induct a couple more. Um, We've got Nathaniel Hackett's uh, Broncos on there. We've got the Steelers on there. Welcome the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders to that list. A 19-point game in total. If you had the unders... Congratulations. I guess that is the element. If you don't want to have them on the no-bit list, just bet the unders in all these games because exactly. they're pretty terrible. Um, Carson Wentz, less than 100 yards past in this game. Prime time. Just not what anyone needs. Do you know what? It's going to be a short section. I don't care. Let's move on. Let's yes. move on. Let's talk Please. about Sunday. Let's talk Let's about get, Sunday. Let's get into our bets now. So, Ross, Patriots last week. Patriots again this week. Yeah, right in the hot hand. Uh, I think they're going against the Cleveland Browns this week in the 6pm 6 6pm 6 UK uh, window at the very least. Um, yeah, coming off a couple of wins, plus two and a half. Would I like a little touch more? Maybe. I hate that two and a half number. We always prefer a three and a half. Of course you do. But uh, I quite like them against the Browns this week. Uh, I like a momentum play. I like a team with momentum, especially when they've got Bill Belichick coaching them. The drop-off at quarterback hasn't really happened. Uh, with Baylor Zappi, he's done a great job. Could even be Matt Jones back in this week again anyway. He has been doing a little bit of training this week, but I'm not overly worried. This is going to be a run game. It's going to be a run game on both sides. The Cleveland Browns can run the ball very, very well, but so could the Patriots. Uh, certainly over the last couple of weeks, Damian Harris has been out. Ramondre Stevenson, second year running back, done a very, very, very good job. 161 yards last week. He had an absolute storm. I think he had he about good. 6.4. Yeah, 6.4 yards per carry, I think it was last week. Um Will the Browns be a little bit more effective uh, on the ground? Yes, probably. But I think from a defensive point of view, I, th- I look at I just look at one number and I just think this gives the Patriots a great chance. The Browns have conceded eight touchdowns to running backs this season so far. There's only three teams that have conceded more than that. They are a little bit leaky on that side of the ball. They've got a good front seven generally in the middle of the field, but once it kind of gets in that red zone situation, 
not great. And a, a guy like Stevenson, he's going to have a lot of success against that. On the other side, the Patriots conceded just two all season long, five games in. Nick Chubb's a, a whole animal. <laughs> he really is. He, he's a real he's a real beast. But you've got to go with the numbers, and they've only conceded two in five weeks. I like the Pats to at least keep this one very close, and they're on the right side of the handicap in that sense. So I'll ride the Pats and, um, yeah, get a little bit of momentum going. Uh, I like it for them. Uh, where are you going first of your tip this week? I'm going Mike Evans, Tampa Bay against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Steelers are just not looking good at the moment. They've conceded 25.6 points per game. That's the sixth most in the NFL. And TJ Watt, obviously, he's out still. He's everything to that defense, but there's a ridiculous stat that I found. Since he was drafted by the Steelers and came into the team, whenever he's been out injured, they've lost every game. They're 0-8 <laughs> when TJ Watt has not played. That wow. just How is that feasible? How is he that important to everything about the team? It just doesn't make sense. Then we're going... On the focus of the wide receivers, so through five games, Steelers have given up over 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns to wide receivers this year. That's the most in the NFL. Mike Evans' line, yeah, I know. Obviously, they got decimated by the Bills last week, but there's a reason why. Like, it's yeah, not just absolutely. Josh Allen. It's they're poor in their secondary. Mike Evans' line is just 64 and a half, which kind of stuns me. This year, he's averaged 79 yards a game. And he's cleared that 64 and a half line in three out of his four games. His last two games, he's had 18 targets, 184 yards and two touchdowns. I just, I don't understand why the line is 64 and a half. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and like, because he had the suspension as well. He's also had a week off during that. He's, he's essentially had an extra bye week. So he's fresh. So there's, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Exactly. There isn't too much more I need to say on this. I think this is may well be his easiest matchup he's going to have all year. Just take the over. It's as easy as that. Yeah, I like that one. I like that yeah. one a lot. Yeah. You have against the Packers again. We're flipping the New York team. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Green Bay Packers, it's Matt LaFleur, it's Lambeau Field. It's a difficult one to back against them at any point. And Matt LaFleur's got one of the greatest regular season records of all time, especially at home. I don't know whether you have this feeling as well, but I certainly do. This is the least tangible part of this argument, but something seems off with Green Definitely. Bay this year. They just... Oh, I, look, I know when we talk about analytics and all this kind of stuff, you hate the words like vibes and things like that, but there is something just a little bit... It's just not the same. It's not the same Green Bay Packers that we've seen for the last few years. Uh, obviously, Devontae Adams went out of the building in the off-season. Rodgers has had all kinds of things going on just doesn't seem quite right didn't seem quite right on uh, on Sunday in London at all uh, when the Giants had their way with them and I think certainly offensively like I prefer the Jets over the Giants at this point anyway uh, I think they're a better team um, yeah you can get Jets plus seven and a half they're loaded with Packers. playmakers young offensive playmakers Garrett Wilson Brace Hall Elijah Moore really tasty and the tight end duo especially Conklin come out of nowhere. He actually looks like a huge part of their offense. They've got, yeah, real playmakers on that side of the ball. It's looking really nice. Brees Hall, especially 197 all purpose yards last week and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was excellent. Um, yeah, look, they're a little bit shaky first three weeks when Joe, Joe Flacco was in charge. It, it's going to happen. Zach Wilson's come in. Two, two games, two wins, 40 points on the board last week. 
Packers going to have a little bit of a hangover, you suspect, coming back from London as well. No bye week for them. Straight back into action. Yes, it's at home. This isn't the same Packers. I like the Jets, and I especially like the Jets at seven and a half. A whole touchdown more on the handicap. Even if they have to backdoor it, I like them to cover in this game for sure. That's such a huge margin. I just, yeah, when I saw that line, I could not believe how big it was. Yeah, Yeah. I, I love this a lot. Rondale Moore for you. Yes, yeah, he's back fully healthy and he's looking like a beast. Last week against the um, vaunted Eagles secondary, he saw eight targets, caught them, caught seven of them for 68 yards. He played a 90% snap share, so you can tell he's back fully healthy and he ran 35 routes as well. He's got a 21% target share on the season and that just bodes really well for the Seahawks game. This Seahawks team have given up over 30 points per game, which is obviously amazing news. That's the second most in the league behind the Lions, which, I mean, yeah, two just dreadful defences there. Why I really like more, though, is Seattle are so poor against the slot. In general, their defence against wide receivers has been really strong all season. But against the slot, they've allowed the fourth most yards to that position in the entire NFL. More plays primarily from the slot and... The key stat to me, Seattle are allowing a league high 7.1 yards after the catch. You think about Moore, he's a speedster, how the Cardinals use him. They get him in wide receiver screens. They get He often gets the ball behind the line of scrimmage, on the line of scrimmage, and then he turns that, gets the pace going, and he breaks through. Don't be shocked when he rips off a couple of huge plays, to be honest. This game's got an implied team total of 50.5 points. I think it's the second highest this week. That's my my Apple Watch deciding to speak up. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) It it likes Rondell Moore. It likes Rondell Moore's chances. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, 50 points in this game. Second highest this week. I think we can expect a flurry of points. And it's time for more, more. Yes, I really just said that. We'll move on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes for me uh, next up it's the Chiefs it's the Bills what do I have to say it's the game of the week it could well be game of the season I mean if you want me to set the scene the last three games average 66 points (laughs) in these games I mean it's not my tip for this game uh, necessarily but the total match points line is 54 and a half in this game I mean you look at previous history probably going to look at that one as well but it's all about the quarterback for this one. It has to be. It's the blockbuster battle in the AFC. It has been for the last few years. Um, yeah, in those three games, there's been 17 passing touchdowns between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Both of yeah. their touchdown lines are set at two and a half. Obviously, kind of league average is kind of one and a half usually. That's where they say it. These two are that good. It is set at two and a half. If you have a favourite, if you, if you can pick a winner in this game, which I'm not going to try and do, um, by all means, go that way. Uh, we've Alan and Mahomes and go two and a half uh, on, the, on the overs, of course. But what I really like is kind of not hedging, but kind of combining um, these two incredible players, really. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes to both throw at least two, I think is really nice. You can get it at about five to six. I mean, they've done it in all those previous three games. They're averaging over two on the season. Matt Mahomes even averaging three. He's from 15 through, through five games. I mean, it's there for you, isn't it? Like it just it. seemed to be there for you. If the game delivers in any kind of way we think it should, that lands. Uh, I think you, you, it's hard to see him not. I mean, Mahomes threw four just to one guy the other night. I mean, <laughs> some, when these are on it, 
they're playing at a completely different level. Exactly. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you think about the amount of playmakers that are on both sides of the ball. Travis Kelsey, like you say, went off for four touchdowns with only 25 yards, which is such Incredible a hilarious stat, stat line. line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stefan Diggs on the other side of the ball. Gabe Davis, you saw like a Randy Moss performance from him last week. Yeah, I think this game is potentially going to be the most viewed game of the entire, well, regular season. It's got everything we want. And yeah, these two quarterbacks, I like this, Ross. And it's a dress rehearsal for a playoff game. Let's be honest. We're going to see it again. <laughs> and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Who's um, want revenge? Count they do. it. They do. Uh, one more from you this week, I think. Yeah, talking about good quarterbacks, let's go for some bad quarterback play now. It is Matt Ryan, who you know too much about. You had to do it to me. <laughs> yes, this is not the Matt Ryan that the Colts signed up for. Through five games, the quarterback has seven interceptions and a ridiculous 11 fumbles. Unsurprisingly, he leads the league in both. I mean, 11 fumbles through five games is just hilarious at this point. How is that happening? He's old, leave him alone. Yes. <laughs> Young on Brady, but yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I think it's his offensive line. He's been sacked 21 times this year and they're really struggling, which is so surprising. You think kind of like two years ago, the Colts offensive line was held as probably one of the best in the league and how it's fallen down this much is really surprising. Yeah, I mean, for context, it is. I think it is the highest paid in the NFL in terms of an offensive line. And it's interesting. Obviously, I've got a kind of vested interest in it. In the last few weeks, there's been a lot of movement on the offensive line itself. Usually, that's due to injury. This has not necessarily even been due to injury. It's just been due to lack of performance from certain players. Um, there is a couple of knocks on there as well. But, yeah, they just can't get it going at the minute. So, yeah, I can completely understand where, where you're about to go with this one. Exactly, yeah. This bad offensive line plays leading to more pressures on Ryan, more errant throws, and ultimately more turnovers, which is what we're seeing. This week, the Colts face the Jags, and they're quietly one of the best defenses in the league out of nowhere. On the year, they've got seven picks. That's tied for second most in the league. And bar last week against the Texans, who, to be honest, didn't throw the ball all too much. They've had a pick in every single game. You go back to week two, they've already faced the Colts, and it was dominant. They had five sacks and three interceptions in a shutout. Yes, a shutout. I think it was 24-0. to 0. There's real value in backing Matt Ryan to throw a pick here. I'm not going to go for three again, but you can get at least one interception at five to six, which to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it really does. And even as a, even as a Colts fan, uh, I do prefer our chances in the game this week. Uh, I do. I think it will be much, much, much closer than it was earlier in the season. But yeah, <laughs> the Ryan's on the wall for Matt Ryan, I'm afraid. <laughs> it really is. Even the players are starting to turn against him. Naeem Hines had a subtle dig. I don't know if it was at the GM. I don't know if it was at Ryan, a bit of everybody, but too much bit, quarterback turnover. There's some discontent, let's just say, uh, within the Colts roster. And I think for a lot of the players, it's, it's kind of worried as well. It is yeah, exactly. Finally, Ross, the Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Micah Parsons. Let's talk about it. Primetime football for the first time this season on this podcast, I think. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the SNF game. I'm looking at Sunday night football. I'm looking at Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, Cowboys, Cooper Rush, Michael Parsons. You kind of just nailed it, really, in terms of my justification for this game. Um, I mean, Cooper Rush is back. the justification. <laughs> 
five and oh on his career cooper rush <laughs> yes um no first point is my overall overriding point is it doesn't really matter uh, who's a QB really yes, but, yes. but that, that press got may will be back for Sunday and obviously that'd be a boost uh, in itself although from a Cowboys perspective I wouldn't want them to rush him back um, pardon the pun didn't mean that one um, <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that there you go um, yeah I mean look the Eagles 5-0 the final undefeated team in the league are they a special football team very possibly are they at the moment likely to be a, a real super contender yes I think they are much like the Jets Packers line, six and a half points is too much in this game. Uh, especially on primetime. Primetime, as we always discussed at the top of the show, primetime games have been low scoring, are traditionally low scoring, um, compared to games in the six and nine window. Um, there's too many points, six and a half. Uh, I really think it is. And there's good justification for the Cowboys. They're a momentum team, the four and one. They're riding very, very high, maybe not just quite as high as the Eagles, but their wins have arguably been more dominant in the last couple of weeks. The Eagles just dispatched the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, a slightly better Matt Amendola kick. That goes to overtime and Definitely. and who knows. Um, when they played yeah. that montage, I could not believe it. Seeing Matt Amendola's kicks pre-game, I, I was getting excited thinking, oh, it's about to go to overtime this. And then, yeah, lost all hope in that immediately. <laughs> it was over as soon as he took on the field, I'm afraid. Um yeah, it's all about the matchup for me. And that particular matchup is the Cowboys pass rush, as you talked about at the top of the show, got you a couple of winners last week versus this Eagles O-line. If there is an Achilles heel on this Eagles team, uh, and it's not as far as an Achilles heel really, but it is the offensive line. That is where the level of weakness is. Jordan Mailata was out last week against the Cardinals. He's not guaranteed to play this week. Even if he does, he's not going to be 100%. His replacement at left tackle this week, uh, last week, gave up six quarterback pressures on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, although he's playing to an excellent level, arguably even MVP level, he's, he's getting up there towards where Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen are at the moment uh, with what he's doing on the feet. Um, interestingly, his sack rate is up this year um, on 2021. He's actually taking more sacks on dropbacks uh, this season. He's on pace to smash uh, his sack record from last year. He's taking a little bit more pressure the Cardinals front seven is okay. It's not the Cowboys front seven. It's not the way they've started. Demarcus Lawrence is expected to play despite a questionable tag. I mean, his comments in the press, he's definitely going to play. Demarcus Lawrence has been very, very good. And then Micah Parsons, man, you talked about him. There are seven players in the NFL ranked higher than him uh, by PFF at the moment. That's across positions. Is it? That's offense, that's defense, that's special teams. A 90.5 PFF rate in the he's moment. Special. He is he's incredible, is what he is. Uh signed as a linebacker. He's now very much in, in the edge position. He can play wherever he wants. He's tied in the, he's tied first in the league for sacks with six. Uh I checked his defensive player of the year uh, odds before this podcast. He's evens uh in most places. The closest to him is six to one <laughs> to be defensive player of the That's year. That's Nick Bosa, by the way. Back the value with Bosa there. He is leading all the stats. It's just the injury, but we'll hope he's not injured. The value is Micah Parsons. Uh, <laughs> he is no, he, he's he's pretty superhuman on that Cowboys defense, and he's gonna have a look, he's gonna be up for it as well. I mean, the incredible thing about Micah Parsons, why you love him so much, is not only he's an incredible athlete incredibly productive player but anyone who watched him last week he clearly fought through a knock he was he, in any other situation any other player would have taken themselves out with that game he battled through he wants to play for these cowboys he wants to win football games he's definitely going to want to win in philadelphia on prime time i'll tell you that and the matchup's nice for him 
Um, could be a much longer night than usual for Jalen Hurts, I think. I'm not going to say the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to win this game. They're 5-0 for a reason. They've got a very good offense, don't get me wrong. Uh, and the defense isn't too shabby either. But six and a half points, it's a lot. And I, I do like the Cowboys to cover the spread and at least keep this close. If you look around what pundits, analysts are saying, you're not finding many that are saying the Eagles are winning by more than kind of three points in this one. No, no, definitely. You think about the Cowboys, they've only allowed opposing teams to score one touchdown per game through their first five games. So a spread of six and a half is really generous to the Cowboys. And Jalen Hurts this year, he's obviously been a great quarterback, but if you look at his stats when he's getting blitzed, they fall off a cliff. He is one of the worst quarterbacks when it comes to percent it like drop off in stats when pressure is by blitz so you expect the cowboys to utilize their pass rushes add more getting pressure to him and yeah seeing a drop off in hurts like you say i'm not sure i'd take a money line with the cowboys but six and a half points when the d is that good yeah serious value in that that's the thing i think that's the way i kind of i think i mentioned it a little bit last week as well when we talk about these really high lines i agree i wouldn't take dallas cowboys money line but in the same sense I wouldn't be fully comfortable taking Eagles money line either. And that's where the spread comes in, especially when it's as high as 6.5. And there we go. There's our tips for week six. Make sure if you want all the reasoning to check out our articles on sportinglife.com slash NFL. And yeah, we're hoping for plenty of winners this week. Thank you for listening. Make sure to give us five stars and we'll see you next week. Hey!